Greetings, my name is Natalia Hidalgo Cordero and I want to share with you a brief review of an intriguing, brilliant and sad story. Signs and Symbols by Vladimir Nabokov Signs and Symbols tells a short but deep and intense story where we can find many details that are subtly interconnected. These details are represented through objects, actions, or circumstances. The misery of an elderly couple who had long ago migrated with their 10-year-old son from Russia to the United States because of the Nazi conflict. We can get many complex meanings from this story. There is a play of symbols and signs that reveal the struggle the couple is into, to make sense of the world around them. The story is an invitation to the reader to try to understand figures and images that are narrated. Definitely reading this story is a job for the reader, because there are several voices, perspectives, and elements in the text that give meaning to the content of the story and its title. Next, I'll try to tell the story in my own words and my opinion about it. At Signs and Symbols beginning, we get to know about an elderly couple who decided to give 10 jellies of different flavors in 10 different little jars to their son on his birthday. From the first paragraph, it is seen that the son is particular, as he is described by Dryden as a young man with incurable disorders in his mind, his poor face sullen, confused, shaven, blotched with acne, without desires, who fears for the evil, who is offended by artifacts made by the human being since they are vain consolation that have no use for the world of abstraction in which he lives. On the other hand, the story tells the parents of this young man had already been married for many years when he was born, and that now they had gray hair, swollen veins, all hands, brown spotted skin, difficulty bending and walking, hunched over with dentures, cheap clothes, boldness, misaligned, and living in a humble two-bedroom apartment with narrow courtyard garbage cans full of bumps and hollows in a dirty and messy environment. The reason for the poverty is because of the economic difficulties they presented for being foreigners, even though the husband in Russia was a successful businessman. In America, he began to depend totally of his younger brother, who they almost never saw and who nicknamed him the Prince. Their son was hospitalized in a sanatorium for suffering delusions. 
and from an alert. This is called referential mania. His case appeared in an article in a scientific journal where the madness of this young man was detailed. It consisted of believing that everything that was happening around him showed hidden information about his personality and existence. So his duty was to decipher at all times that which only he, with his outstanding intelligence, would be able to comprehend. However, this way of perceiving the world had put him several times at risk of suicide. In fact, the day the parents were going to take the gift to their son, after a long trip, they could not see him because he had attempted suicide again. The details are so recurrent that Nabokov mentions how the round trip went, what elements caught the attention of the elderly, and even the descriptions within the story between the characters are also very detailed. For example, when they run into the sanatorium and a nurse tells them everything that happened with their son's suicide attempt, the young man's mother memories, and when she reviewed photographs of the old album in their apartment while her husband slept. The story shows at all times sadness, needs, complications, impotence, frustration, tiredness, anxiety, worry, fear, disgust, feelings of guilt, and pain. Their journey is long and difficult. For example, from choosing to give to their son the long way they made to get to the sanatorium, the subway electric failure, the noisy school children while waiting for a bus, the downpour as they walked down the muddy road, the knowledge that his son had tried to take his own life again, the problems at the sanatorium, the half dead without feathers, birth under the rain in a puddle that was trying to fly but could not. Also, back at the bus stop, the smelly air of the subway, the condition of some characters, the suspicious men in the next window when they arrive home at night, the feeling that they are dying to have their son in the sanatorium, poverty, the rejection and humiliation suffered for being foreigners, evil and ugliness of things, the waves of pain, the madness among others. 
At the end of the story, the old man thinks they must live with their son, because if they don't get him out of there, they are responsible for what happens. Intrigue and discomfort increase. Why does the old man hit his head with his closed fist? Why is the story seen from Mrs. Perspective but at the same time the old woman shows a way of being taciturn, silent and repressed? For example, when enduring the desire to cry and to express an opinion. Even though the man thinks he has decided to take their son home, they receive three rather suspicious calls in the middle of the night of an expressionless young lady asking about Charlie. At first, they believe the young woman misdialed the number, but already in the last call, everything is suspended. It's really unknown what happens in the end, because it ends with the telephone run again. Even so, the writer said that the elders took their unexpected nightly and festive tea, and the elder father read with pleasure the labels of the yellow, green, and red yards from his son's birthday gift. Every word and metaphor Nabokov uses sums up the inability to cope with the situations they live in. It's like that wingless bird that's trying to fly. That helplessness is seen in each character and their expressions, for example with this quote. All this and much more she had accepted. For, after all, living thus mean accepting the loss of one joy after another, not even joys in her case, mere possibilities of improvement. Like the young men and the mother, we readers also fall into this referential mania for trying to understand the meaning of each symbol and sign. The ending is ambiguous. Would it really be the wrong number? Or would that call confirm what parents fear most that their son had killed himself? The story remains unresolved. The interesting thing is that regardless of who called, the feast could refer to the pain and relief they might experience. This story is surprising, so many details end in something obvious, the pain that is tragic and unbearable.
So that's it. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to my podcast.